the authority, passionate, magnetic, alpha, commanding, influencing, inspiring, persistent, positive, driven, successful. This is who we are as pros. This is Turning Pro Academy, your number one resource for creating the business, lifestyle, and freedom you want. Learn to build an epic life with the no BS, proven online business mastery. The real world advice and strategies used by the world's best so that you can live your dream. Welcome to the Turning Pro Academy. I am your man, Chris Dufay, and I'm here to give you the advice along with the world's best to turn you from average Joe into a pro that truly uses what works and reaps the rewards of a world-class business to live a first-class lifestyle. In this episode, I'm bringing on board Anne-Marie Cross, who is going to unveil the insights you need on money, marketing, and mindset. Together, we're gonna delve into what is the number one problem you need to avoid when you wanna build a successful business, what the strategies and mindset is to creating a killer coaching business, what is holding you back to having the financial success you want, and what you need to do about it, how to attract new clients, and charge what you're worth, a premium, so you're never cutting your prices or your profits. What you're gonna take away from today's episode, I know will have you more confident and in charge taking the right actions and building success. Now, before I hit play on this great interview with Anne-Marie, I want you to head on over to www.turningproacademy.com as I'm getting rave reviews from my online training workshop that is how to double your clients and online income. So I want you to get it, it's free, put it to the test, copy the steps and start seeing the results for yourself. And then all I want you to do is just tell me what you've done and the results that you've gotten from it. That's what I'm giving away. Also be sure to head on over to turningproacademy.com as all the show notes and links from every episode is there waiting for you. Then, if you wanna put a smile on my dial, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. The Turning Pro Academy can get into more earbuds and you can help the revolt that is getting entrepreneurs doing what's needed, building real businesses, living greater lifestyles with less hassles and confusion. And I want you to do that by leaving me a review. Tell me and give me some feedback. I'll eat it up for breakfast if I need to, but I want to get that feedback. I want to know what you're getting from the Turning Pro Academy podcast. That will put the smile on my door. So let's get on over to the interview with myself and Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, a very big good morning and thank you for coming on to the Turning Pro Academy podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here because the topics we're going to be covering today are different from what's been on the podcast so far. So I know that we've got a lot of to delve into and the listeners really going to be frothing on what you've got to give them. But before we go into that magical good stuff, Anne-Marie, I would love for you to tell the listener who you are and why you're so phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. 
Um, well, my name's Anne-Marie Cross and I'm a small business marketing and mindset and particularly around the money mindset for coaches and service-based business owners and have been doing that for, for quite some time now. What I'm coaching other coaches and consultants in now, if I've, you know, kind of rewind back to when I first started my small business, my coaching practice, a lot of the areas that I struggled in, um, I'm now working through with my clients. So I don't know whether I'm so phenomenal, but thank you so much for using that that terminology. I think it is really the things that I struggled with and I learned and I developed. For me, it's a great honour and a privilege to be able to support other people in that, you know, as well. One of my core values or what I call my inner brilliance is to stand for people, make a stand for people who are perhaps not recognising their own brilliance themselves, whether that be around their Mm -hmm. self-worth, their self-value as well as standing up for them, for people who may not be able to necessarily stand up for themselves. So it could be other people, you know, external people that are holding these people back. So my stand for is really inspiring hope, inspiring possibility and greatness in others. So everything that I share with the world really supports them around those those areas. This is brilliant. And this is exactly why I wanted to get you on here because you've got <laughs> so many great insights. No, you really do. You've got so many great insights. So I thought actually maybe, look, we'll start with just the finger in the eye technique straight away. What do you think coaches are doing wrong when it comes to growing and reaping the rewards from a successful business? Sure. Great, great question. You know, there's a number of different areas. There's the practical, but then there's also the mindset piece. And I think uh, that they go hand in hand. So let's have a look at some of the, the practical pieces. I think when you're looking at any business, a coaching practice, or even any other business, I think what's really important is you need to have direction. You need to have direction as far as a plan. You need to have direction as far as how am I going to get my message out there? How am I going to reach the people that I want to serve? and and support. And also too, around who am I? What am I bringing to the table that's quite unique? What am I passionate about? And that really should be very much part of the message and the area of expertise that you want to share, you know, with with people and, and the people that you want to then call your ideal clients. So there's a lot of that practical stuff around that. Then there's that mindset piece. And this is kind of the psychological stuff that goes on. You know, how might we be holding ourselves back? Is there areas or are there areas that perhaps you haven't quite recognized as being your inner brilliance where you, you know, shine? Is there maybe something that you're telling yourself or and through having previously been told something by someone else you know the other week I was yelling at the tv as I tend to do when (laughs) someone challenges my stand for you know, I thought that I, I work a lot with women, but anyway, here with these guys, I don't know if you've ever watched that show. Um, um, oh, I can't remember the name, but we watch it all the time on, on Foxtel. Uh, the, the Deadliest Catch. You've okay, got these yeah, I know guys, what you're talking about. These yep. men that goes out in the boat. My husband and I just glued to this TV with these guys are just battling um, the weather on these boats and catching all these crabs. Anyway, they they kind of had the story about these, these, these guys that had been brought up through, you know, their family. And these two guys were sitting there talking about their dad. 
and how their dad promised them that, you know, we would build a boat together and when the boat is finished, then you guys can take it over. And of course, they went through that process. And then all of a sudden, when they got to the, to, you know, to the end of the building stage, the dad said, you know what, I'm keeping the boat. And, you know, here were these guys that had just, the, their dreams had been shattered. Then the dad even said to them, you know, you guys will never, you guys will never um, reach, you know, reach your, you didn't say the word brilliance, that's my word, but you'll never get anywhere and you guys will always fail. And honestly, I just could not hold back. And here I am yelling at the TV, my, my husband's going, can you be quiet? But this is, this is the kind of thing, you know, are there people who have in one stage in your life said to you, you know, you'll never amount to anything. How, you know, how do you expect to be X, Y, and Z? And so often, even though we may not realize it, it's because of this, you know, that's really impacted our beliefs that are stopping us from stepping out, from stretching ourselves, and from really um, even dreaming about bigger things. And, and that really can stop us. And so that really is a key, key area that I find and that I see so many people holding themselves back because of doubt, because of fear. Doubt take you out. Yeah. This is great because I, I love this topic and I think it's so important and it's kind of just breezed over by so many people um, and forgotten about. So maybe let's let's start with the external sources when it comes to it first. Obviously, surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, the right energy, the right beliefs, I believe, is so important. What What's your take on what the listener can do to better themselves with their external sources? I think what you just said is just so very important because, you know, if you're working on your internal, so that the, the negative voices that you hear, you're in a critic, you know, all of that stuff, yet you are still surrounding yourself with people who who doubt you, who, who perhaps even through not even their words that they say, but just their attitude yep. can be e- extremely hard for you to break free, free from that. There may even be people in your world or in your community and in your circle, and unfortunately, some of these people can be relatives, so this makes it really difficult, yeah. who, who are so stuck themselves that through their negative talk and their, their un- unfortunate negative, you know, their whole outlook in life, and they do nothing else but complain and look at, you know, problems, and, and it really, that can really impact you, and I've had a couple of people in my um extended family who you'll spend some time with them and it's you kind of leave there thinking oh my goodness you know all my energy is really really drained so you need to be very careful about how often you limit yourself you know the time around that and how how open you are to 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 just hearing that conversation because you hang around with someone for so long and even though you may not you, you you may kind of think oh, well, it's not going to impact me. If you continue to associate yourself, some of that sticks. And if you have got some kind of, you know, doubt or there's some fear around that and that sticks to that, then you'll find that that really can impact your mindset, your beliefs. And and as you know, your your, your beliefs, they impact your thoughts and feelings, your feelings and, and your thoughts, they impact your actions and your actions impact the behavior that you take, you know, and, and your, your actions and behavior impact your outcome. So you mm. imagine if everything's kind of negative and, and always focusing on what goes wrong, 
wrong, you miss out on all those incredible learning opportunities to break through. And unfortunately, your outcome is going to prove your belief is true that, hey, I cannot achieve that goal. No one else in my world has, and they keep telling me that I can't. So what makes me expect that I can be any different or do any differently? So with you, Anne-Marie, and I think this is something where I really took on as a very serious thing uh, with my own life. So there was one point where I, um, we moved from Sydney to Dubai. So we moved there to start a new business, explore life, live somewhere else, enjoy new cultures, all that stuff. But one thing that I really took with me before going there was I am very seriously going to take on board into my network or into my circle or the people that I hang around with, I was really serious about, okay, I'm just going to be really choosy. And I, it's, it's a, yes, it's a selfish thing. And, but I don't think it's like, it's not a mean thing that it comes down to. Like, it's not like you, you see some people when you flick in the bird and you tell them to tell their story walking. It's not like that. Mm. It's, it's like you just distance yourself and you put your energy um, towards the people that you really do want to spend time with. And having that, I, I got to spend time and learn from some great, great people. And that's something that I've continued on with. And I think a lot of people when that first kind of like talk comes up, like, yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, like we all do have family members or close friends that you've might have just known forever. But sometimes it comes really down to that you have to distance yourself and you can't take those conversations on because I think a lot of the time as well with with family members it can come down to, and I get this all the time, is unsolicited advice mm. where they're like, oh, well, you should do like this with your business. I'm like, hang on, <laughs> like hold your horses. I was like, it, it, it's a funny thing. We could probably talk all day on that, but I think it's very interesting with what you're saying and it's good to see that we're both on the same page. But I guess this kind of segues across to what I was thinking next was we have those stories that we believe about ourselves that you were touching on before. And obviously this can be created from like from childhood or from hanging around other people and then telling things. How does someone improve their story about themselves so they improve their belief and their mindset about themselves? Mm, great, great question. And I think one of the first things is really self-awareness because so often we are so stuck in our patterns, um, whether it be patterns around thinking, whether it be patterns about behavior, whether it be just be things that we take on, you know, take on and believe to be true when actual fact they're not true or that there's opportunities to change. And often we just don't recognize that. So I think self-awareness and being aware of those patterns is, is to be celebrated because once you know something and you pinpoint something you think you know what I have lived this pattern for so long <laughs> now I have got a better choice or I'm able to make a better choice so next time something happens to me which is a trigger whatever that trigger may be I can stop and rather than immediately go into a behavior that doesn't support me I can then make a choice to do something differently, a behavior that is going to support me. And it's just like any habit. You know, if you're having a habit to change your eating patterns because you want to, to start to feel healthier and, and, and or exercise, whatever it may be, you suddenly don't bounce out of bed and go, wahoo, you know, exercise, all this kind of stuff. It takes time. These habits, each step continues to really strengthen that habit to the point that it becomes part of who we are. I, I think there are studies that are shown that it takes 
takes, you know, takes anywhere up to about 23 days, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a bit shorter to create a new habit. I think, you know, actually, and a sorry, habit I think something that I read not that long ago actually yep. says it's up to 66 days. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. 66 days. So that means there's going to take a time of once you have awareness to change that behavior, you need to really put into steps and, you know, place into some steps that will really support you in creating different behaviors. You know, that, that that's just so very, very important. It's also very important to recognize that, you know, our beliefs, and these are the beliefs that we hold near and dear. I mean, beliefs and values are things that are at our core is to start challenging some of those beliefs. You know, as a child, we're often, and this this is around money, say, for instance, money, we hear things and we observe things, how our parents or significant family members dealt with money. I mean, just recognising, I mean, what kind of environment did we grow up with? Did we grow up with money is hard to earn? As soon as money, we earn it, it, you know, flies out the window again. Are we reliving those patterns? And there's two different things that will often happen around our beliefs, you know, around money, but this can also be around other areas of our lives too. We either, um, we either rebel and kind of say, you know what, I am not doing that. And so we rebel or what we do is we take that belief on as our own to to be true. But what often happens is we take it to such the opposite extreme uh, because, we, you know, if we we take, for instance, my money story growing up, I grew up in a family who were very, very careful with their money. Um, They grew up in the the Second World War and, and then they immigrated from Holland to New Zealand and they had to start with pretty much nothing. And so as a child, all I wanted was a new Dress. I just wanted this new dress, but never got one, a secondhand one, or you don't need a new dress. So for me, that was really, for, for me, and this is, you know, as a child, we don't know any better. I kind of likened it, well, my parents don't love me and if, because if they did, I would get a new dress. Mm-hmm. Now, for a man, it might have been a new you know, truck or something, a new toy truck or something like that. But see, I grew up not recognizing that, you know, it wasn't because my parents didn't love me that that was the way that they had just been brought up themselves in their situation. So when I became a young adult and grew, you know, and, and started to to um, work and make my own money, I went completely opposite. I rebelled. So I would spend you know, and then just buy dresses and jewellery and all that kind of stuff, which Mm. to the opposite stream, that was not helpful for me either. But when I recognised that, you know, and the negative emotions that was around that, uh, you know, and the needs that, why was I spending? Once I recognised that, I then could make better actions, better decisions, better choices. Does that make sense? It makes huge amounts (laughs) of sense. And like complete transparency. I oh, grew yes. up with a family that <laughs> didn't have a lot of money. And so that that was something that I remember reading. And this was easy. I remember it was like it definitely would have been starting with like some Tony Robbins books um, with the whole mindset of everything going on. But I think it's really interesting because I remember having that rebelling thought. And like don't get me wrong, I love my parents absolutely dearly. They had me when they were really young and they have sacrificed so much for me that I just wanted like my big goals really is to make sure that I can give back to them. But I remember having that rebelling thought of I never want to be in this situation again. I never want to put my family through this situation, that kind of stuff. And I think it's just so important how it comes about. But also seeing, as you said before, the kind of the opposite of the rebelling is you taking that story on as yourself 
So mm-hmm. how does someone rewrite that story for themselves? If they do have those blocks, what are a couple of key steps they can do? Before I mention those, just let me backtrack and say I absolutely love my parents too and there are many, many gifts and strengths that they have taught me through that. But now that I have worked through and I'll share the steps that I went through, it's allowed me to now see it so much clearly, make better decisions and so forth so that there's not that kind of instant rebellious, you know, the rebellion that, that we do. So. You know, everything that we are just speaking, you know, speaking about and about as a young child and so forth, what happens when we are in those situations is emotions are developed, you know, as that young child. And so what can often happen is these emotions are really, we carry them. It could be deep, deep, deep somewhere down. You know, we may not recognize it from a from a conscious level, but we're talking all of this stuff going on subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an idea, you know, sometimes you may, when we're talking about triggers, sometimes you may be in a situation and all of a sudden it's like a light switch has gone on and all of a sudden out of nowhere it's kind of you either get frustrated or you get angry or whatever you know something happens so this is very similar to what happens when we're talking around say the the money situation there is a trigger that triggers this emotion and we go right back to where we were as a as a child you know I like that dress I want it I deserve it and you know that kind of thing all that happens in the background so I think what's really important is that we need to give that emotion voice because somewhere we are carrying it around and if we continue to suppress that, um, it's going to continue to, to really, um, you know, inhibit us. And I know for, for some men and for some women, the, the thought of having to deal with those emotions kind of, you know, I don't, I could just push them to the back. I don't, I can ignore them and make better decisions. Look, you know, your emotions, some of these deep seated emotions that, you know, that was developed as a young, they need to be expressed one way or another, they're going to get your attention, whether it be in money, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in your work or whatever area of life. Your Those negative emotions will show up in one way or, or another. And so it's really important to give those, those emotions voice. At one time or another, they were not expressed. So me as a young child saying, you know, to, to my parents, I really want that new, new dress and here's the reason why. I didn't know as a child, so I couldn't voice it as an adult I can. So I can. So not that I went up to them and, you know, sort of complained, but it was just giving the opportunity and the space for me to to express those and to recognize, okay, that was how I was felt as, you know, as that child. And not no longer to 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 hide, to suppress, and and then fill it with new with the emotions that you want to move forward. You know, how do I want to start feeling? Uh, learning and developing, you know, this so many great resources getting support hiring a mentor hiring a coach that was just so such a a, you know kind of a a transformation for for me as well to support me that I did as I was learning those new habits and taking on those new uh, mindsets and the new beliefs that I wanted to 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 move forward with having a coach and accountability partner that supported me and strengthened me so anytime little triggers did happen I wouldn't go right back to where I was but rather you know many steps little steps moving forward and and that really really helped me in in changing that because that you know I can be in a situation where I can be right back there but now because I've strengthened my beliefs and I know that it has absolutely nothing to do with my self-worth it's a decision that I can make that's more balanced and more empowering for me. Does that make sense? That makes huge amounts of sense, Anne-Marie, and I think that's really, really important. And if the listener didn't kind of like sink that in, 
rewind it and listen to it again because that's really good stuff and I think a lot of people need to take that on board. But also what I'm thinking is do you think that also transfers across because obviously speaking with um, talking, say, four coaches is do you think that they're underdoing themselves, especially when it comes, comes to how much they charge, is that belief or lack of or incorrect belief really kicking in? Is that what you're finding? Yeah, absolutely. You know, studies have been done, um, you know, over the last number of years. And, and it, as I said, I, I work a lot with women and not that this is this doesn't relate to men either, but it's around their self-belief and their self-worth. For instance, there's some independent women in business studies done in 2014 and they discovered that 43% of women, they struggled with their mindset and because of this love of sex, self-confidence in and around that they had what it takes to build a successful business, um, which is just huge. It was around that self-confidence. Um, the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, this was back in 2012, but, mm-hmm. you know, some of these things are still very relevant, you know, today, that women tended to have a greater fear of failure and a lower perception of their entrepreneurial abilities than their male business owners. Now, I'm not saying that there's some men there that don't, you know, that that don't um, recognise or can relate to that as well. So, it really is around that self-worth and believing that they can achieve that because let's face it if we don't really uh believe that we can achieve something well we're never going we're not going to achieve that because you're not going to take the action steps are you you're not going to go out there and get the support you're not going to enroll in why would you because if you've got that belief i I can't do it anyway i mean you just get stuck in in that frustration no, I so think, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, really right. Because something it was funny like comes to mind is I always, especially being from the health and fitness world, is seeing when personal trainers get asked how much do you charge, and you see that you see the cogs like click over in their head, and their answer, and you can just tell subconsciously. I know everyone can tell that they're going oh that. That didn't sound right. Their answer was, do you know, it was a little bit shady. It was a little bit shaky. It, mm. was, it wasn't said with confidence. And I find it so interesting because when people answer that question like that because their self-belief is coming through there, the person's immediately thinking, oh, I'm not too sure about this or, oh, I could haggle with this person or mm. it's just not It's not a great start to it. And I find it always funny because um, I had someone actually when I was just back in Sydney, someone wanted an actual consultation to go over their diet with me. And I was like, mm. yeah, sure, it's 350 a session. And they were like, oh, wow. And the first thing they said was like, you said that really confidently. It was like, well, I know what I'm worth and I know mm. what I can give you. So therefore, like this is just an exchange in value going on here. And that's yeah. what you're asking for. So how do you advise your coaches so that they're obviously getting paid a premium. Absolutely. I think what's really important to recognise that when anybody is having a conversation with a potential client, that not only are our own money mindset and our money stories at play here, there are also the stories and money mindsets of the potential client at play. Mm. 
So they have issues around self-belief and self-worth too. And the money aspect of things really has no relevance. And people might be thinking it has no absolute relevance. I mean, why not? You ask a woman, and maybe for a man too, um, well, let's speak about women first. If she sees a handbag that she absolutely loves, she will move heaven and earth, whether it be <laughs> saving, you know, extra to get that bag because there is immense value there. Similarly for, for men, you know, some men might like, I don't know, cars or something like that. They will save or do whatever they can do to get that piece of whatever it is equipment for, for their car. So what we have to recognize that there is some level of value that we want to really bring to the table when we're talking about clients. Now, that potential client may not really have a level of self-value or self-worth that they, they are worth the $350 investment in their health and wellness. So it's our job to have that conversation to create the space that allows them to see that, yes, I am worth it. Yes, my health, my fitness, how I'm feeling and the results that I will achieve through having better lifestyle around health, having feeling great, stepping out, whatever it may be. When we have that space and that conversation, rather than getting to what do you charge, because there's a lot of all of that mindset stuff yes. going on, the conversation at the end of that time will be when can we start? Mm. I absolutely want what mm -hmm. you've just said. So that it really is the conversation, having a system around how we talk to our potential clients and how we can see that, yes, even it is possible for them to achieve whatever it is that they're speaking to you about, you know, that's really, really, really very important. So if people are ringing you up, Anyone, a coach, no matter what coach you're in, whether you're a fitness trainer, whether you're a life coach, whether you're a relationship coach, and you're starting that conversation and, and around what do you charge, you need to back that right up and yes. switch it around so that you then have a system and say, look, this is such a great question. May I ask you a few things first just to see that we're <laughs> a really good fit? Change the consultation right then and there from focusing on price because nothing should be focusing on price. Yes. Turn it to the client. What are they looking for? What are their goals? What have they been struggling with? When you have that conversation around that, you at the end, you can then say, well, you know what? After hearing your struggles and, and your goals, I'm really excited because this is an area that I can support you with. So, and, and then you can start sharing with them, you know, your program and the outcomes of the program and then state the fee and when you state your fee your investment stop and then you know that's a yeah oh so with you because this is something that i um teach all my coaches as well because normally when someone asks like how much do you charge and it's kind of like straight off the bat and let's mm. say for personal trainers they probably get people walking up to them say on the gym floor and it's kind of like oh well, how much do you charge they're only asking that because they don't know what else to ask Yes. Um, and then it's, it's exactly right. You have to turn that conversation around and really what you have to do is be like, oh, well, do you, like what what results do you want first up? Do you, you have to start delving in deep and that's where you mm. book a consultation to sit down and actually get really in-depth into what has to happen for them. But it's also like, well, I don't know because I don't know what you need and I mm. can't prescribe something to you if I don't know what you want, what's holding you back, where you want to go and everything else. So I think that was fantastic, Anne-Marie. I really, really agree with that. Now, how do you believe coaches in a nutshell, and I know because we're kind of getting close to having to wrap this up, but attracting new clients, in a nutshell, Anne-Marie, what are some key strategies? Mm. 
great, great question. I think one of the key things that often get people stuck, coaches stuck in attracting ideal clients is not being totally clear on who their ideal client is. Mm, And what I mean by that is, you know, you might be a fitness coach. Now, there are so many different facets of fitness coaching that it's just, you know, it's too broad. So you really need, do you specialize in working with mothers who have just had babies and they want to return to their, you know, their their former self before they had their baby? Do you work with, um, you know, people who are wanting to try train for an event or something coming up. There are so many different things that when we really hone into who is your ideal client, it is going to impact your message. How, you know, the articles that you write, the videos that you might share, the the expertise that you continue to really showcase online, offline in your conversations, the programs that you put together. So that is first and foremost. You need to be so clear and get down to, to the fact, you know, what are they looking for? What's the language they use? What are they complaining about? What are the goals that they want to to achieve? And you be, you know, you almost know your ideal client inside out. You need to. Secondly, then too, you need to be very clear on who you are. There may be five different coaches that this particular ideal client can support, yet they decide to hire you because there's something about your your style, your approach, really how you, you know, the experience that you create. And so you want to be really clear about that because often that will be what separates you from all of the other coaches that uh, can support that ideal client. Then you have to have a, a system by where you can continue to generate leads for yourself. And we call this your irresistible signature giveaway. What is something that your ideal client can get straight away? They can get a win, but by getting that irresistible signature giveaway, there is an email that they give you or their contact details to get on the list. You know, you need to consistently be building your list, which is a community of people who will continue to get to know, like, and trust you. Because sometimes Mm. someone may have heard about you. They're not yet ready to make that purchase decision or saying yes. But as they're hearing more from you and, and getting your newsletters or whatever it is that, you know, you're continuing to get your marketing message out there, they're getting to know, like, and trust you more and more. And we know that those is so, you know, so key. You have to have a signature program. So many coaches may, you know, if they're asked, you know, how can I work with you? Well, you know, we have a number of different sessions and uh, if it's a fitness coach, we'll we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll meet X amount of times. That's really working around on that, the how, the the, the features features, of your program. You really want to have a a title of the program that really is benefit-driven so that it really showcases, oh, I want that. You know, that, that program title really has to, to, to um, spark that, that interest. Mm-hmm. But really focusing on the results. You know, what are the outcomes that your clients will achieve? That's really, really very important. So often we don't have a signature program and one that's really focused on on outcomes. And I think being really clear and being confident in having that potential sales conversation with, you know, with with that client, with that potential client, I think that is often one of the key things that needs to to really have that development because you could have all of the other things in place. You have people that are approaching you, but if you're not confident and comfortable in having a sales conversation with someone, you're almost going to turn people away because either you're not going to, you're not going to be confident when you state the price and that kind of lack of confidence is going to come through to that 
to your potential client or am I really going to so that's really very Mm. important and they're very simple things to put in place yet you know often it's the simplest things that have the most powerful impact and I think um, that is a a key area that I know a lot of service-based business people struggle with and it's one that when they work through they can see an incredible turnaround and transformation uh, in their business and then you've got to work it you can have all of these action steps in place but if you're not working it if you're not implementing it if you're not doing it uh, then of course it can just be a dream a dream and lots of great systems which are not being worked it's kind of like if you look at exercise there's the equipment there's the plan but if you don't get your 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 backside onto that bike and start pedaling it's not going to do it for for you no it's great Amarina definitely think we're singing from the same hymn sheet because that first point as well it was great because you brought up you kind of you have to know who that market is that you want to be going for and what your what's so unique about yourself and i kind of relate it back to you want to be magnetic towards the right people and repulsive towards the wrong people yes. and it was a great example you used like if you're going to be if your market is postnatal women then you want to be absolutely magnetic with everything that you do so you are magnetic towards postnatal women but then that means you're automatically going to be repulsive to, say, 20-year-old bodybuilders mm-hmm. and then vice versa, which is a good thing. You never want to try and please everybody. But it was great points that you brought up, Amber, and I really appreciate that. We just we just hit that out of the park. I'm really, <laughs> really stoked with that. Right, before I let you go, Amory, how does the listener learn more about you? And I know you've got some great things um, that you're giving away, especially, we say, with the business uh, success series you've got for coaches. How do people get their hands on that? Ah, easy. All they need to do is go to annemariecross.com, A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E-C-R-O-S-S.com. Lots of great articles covering what we spoke about today, as well as, of course, the uh, Biz Success Series, which is a free training program that covers a lot of what we talked about, but goes in a lot more depth. Uh, around key foundations people have to put into their business if they want to really take their coaching business to the next level. Awesome. Excellent. Anne-Marie, absolutely huge thanks for you coming onto the Turning Pro Academy podcast. I know we're going to be talking a lot more after this because we think very much alike. So I'm looking forward to that. And I just want to say a big thanks from the listener. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity, Chris. If you want to become the go-to, the leader, and the authority in your business, and you want a constant flow of new clients and sales all day, every day, go right now to turningproacademy.com. No more hype, BS, or wasted time. This is all real-world advice and strategies that the world's best use to 10x their businesses, generate more money, and get back their time. We'll see you next time on Turning Pro Academy.